0: Chapter 12 of The Negro in Literature and Art in the United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Olivia Darla. The Negro in Literature and Art in the United States by Benjamin Griffith Brawley. Chapter 12. Music the foremost name on the roll of negro composers is that of a man whose home was in england but who in so many ways identified himself with the negroes of the united states that he deserves to be considered here he visited america found the inspiration for much of his best work in african themes and his name at once comes to mind in any consideration of the history of the negro in music samuel coleridge taylor was born in london the son of a physician who was a native of sierra leone and an english mother he began the study of the violin when he was no more than six years old and as he grew older he emphasized more and more the violin and the piano at the age of ten he entered the choir of st george's at croydon and a little later became alto singer at st mary magdalen's croydon in eighteen ninety he entered the royal college of music as a student of the violin and he also became a student at stanford's in composition in which department he won a scholarship in eighteen ninety three in eighteen ninety four he was graduated with honor his earliest published work was the anthem in thee o lord but he gave frequent performances of chamber music at student concerts in his earlier years one of his symphonies was produced in eighteen ninety six under stanford's direction and a quintet for clarinet and strings in f sharp minor was given in berlin by the Joachim quartet and a string quartet in d minor dates back from eighteen ninety six coleridge taylor became world famous by the production of the first part of his hiawatha trilogy hiawatha's wedding feast at the royal college november eleventh eighteen ninety eight he at once took rank as one of the foremost living english composers the second part of the trilogy the death of minnehaha was given at the north staffordshire festival in the autumn of eighteen ninety nine and the third hiawatha's departure by the royal chorus society in albert hall march twenty second nineteen hundred the whole work was a tremendous success such as even the composer himself never quite duplicated requests for new composition for festival purposes now became numerous and in response to the demand were produced the blind girl of castile quill meg blaine the atonement and Khan*. coleridge taylor also wrote the incidental music for four romantic plays by stephen phillips produced at his majesty theatre as follows herod nineteen hundred ulysses nineteen o one nero nineteen o two faust nineteen o eight as well as incidental music for othello and for a tale of old japan the words of which were by alfred noyes in nineteen o four he was appointed conductor of the handel society the composer's most distinctive work is probably that reflecting his interest in the negro folk song characteristic of the melancholy beauty barbaric color charm of musical rhythm and vehement passion of the true negro music are his symphonic pianoforte selections based on negro melodies from africa and america the african suite a group of pianoforte pieces the african romances the songs of slavery three choral ballads and african dances and a suite for violin and pianoforte the complete list of the works of coleridge taylor would include also the following southern love songs dream lovers gypsy suite Solemn Prelude, Normahall Song and Dance, Scenes from an Everyday Romance, Ethiopia Saluting the Colors, Five Choral Ballads, Two Words by Longfellow, Moorish Dance, Six Sorrow Songs, Several Vocal Duets, and the Anthems, Now Late on the Sabbath Day, By the Waters of Babylon, The Lord is My Strength, Lift Up Your Heads, Break Forth Into Joy, And, O Ye That Love the Lord, among the things published since his death are his viking song best adapted for a male chorus and a group of pianoforte and choral works in america the history of conscious musical effort on the part of the negro goes back even many years before the civil war some of the most interesting music produced by the negro slaves was handed down from the days when the french and the spanish had possession of louisiana from the free negroes of louisiana there sprang up during slavery days a number of musicians and artists who distinguished themselves in foreign countries to which they removed because of the prejudice which existed against colored people among them was eugene warburg who went to italy and distinguished himself as a sculptor another was victor sejour who went to paris and gained distinction as a poet and a composer of tragedy the Lambert family, consisting of seven persons, were noted as musicians. Richard Lambert, the father, was a teacher of music. Lucien Lambert, a son, after much hard study, became a composer of music. Edmund Dede, who was born in New Orleans in 1829, learned while a youth to play a number of instruments. He accumulated enough money to pay his passage to France. Here he took up a special study of music and finally became the director of the orchestra of Cazar in bordeaux france the foremost composer of the race today is harry t burley who within the last few years has won a place not only among the most prominent songwriters of america but of the world he has emphasized compositions in classical vein his work displaying great technical excellence prominent among his later songs are jean The Saracen Songs, One Year, The Five Songs of Lawrence Hope, Set to Music, The Young Warrior, and Passionale. Nearly two years ago, at an assemblage of the Italo-American Relief Committee at the Biltmore Hotel, New York, Mr. Amato of the Metropolitan Opera sang with tremendous effect The Young Warrior, and the Italian version has later been used all over Italy as a popular song in connection with the war. Of somewhat stronger quality, even than most of these songs are the gray wolf to words by arthur Simons, the soldier a setting of rupert brooke's well-known sonnet and ethiopia saluting the colors an entirely different division of mr burleigh's work hardly less important than his songs is his various adaptations of the negro melodies especially for choral work and he assisted dvorak in the new world symphony based on the negro folk-songs For his general achievement in music, he was, in 1917, awarded the Spingarn Medal. His work as a singer is reserved for later treatment. Another prominent composer is Will Marion Cook. Mr. Cook's time has been largely given to the composition of popular music. At the same time, however, he has produced numerous songs that bear the stamp of genius, in nineteen twelve a group of his tuneful and characteristic pieces was published by Schirmer. generally his work exhibits not only unusual melody but also excellent technique j rosamond johnson is also a composer with many original ideas like mr Cook. for years he gave much attention to popular music more recently he has been director of the new york music settlement the first in the country for general cultivation and popularization of negro music among his later songs are i told my love to the roses and morning noon and night and pure melody mr johnson is not surpassed by any other musician of the race to-day his long experience with large orchestras moreover has given him unusual knowledge of instrumentation carl ditton organist and pianist has so far been interested chiefly in the transcription for the organ of representative negro melodies swing low sweet chariot was published by Shermer and followed by four jubilee songs r nathaniel dett has the merit more than any others of attempting to write in large form his carol listen to the lambs is especially noteworthy representative of his work for the piano is his magnolia suite this was published by the clayton f Summy company of chicago as for the very young men of promise special interest attaches to the work of edmund t jenkins of charleston south carolina who three years ago made his way to the royal academy in london able before he left to perform brilliantly on half a dozen instruments this young man was soon awarded a scholarship in nineteen sixteen to seventeen he was awarded a silver medal for excellence on the clarinet a bronze medal for his work on the piano and Against Brilliant Competition, a second prize for his original work in composition. The year also witnessed the production of his Prelude religieuse at one of the grand orchestral concerts of the Academy. Outstanding pianists are Raymond Augustus Lawson of Hartford, Connecticut, and Hazel Harrison, now of New York. Mr. Lawson is a true artist. His technique is very highly developed, and his style causes him to be a favorite concert pianist he has more than once been a soloist at the concerts of the hartford philharmonic orchestra and has appeared on other noteworthy occasions he conducts at hartford one of the leading studios in new england miss harrison has returned to america after years of study abroad and now conducts a studio in new york she was a special pupil of Busani and has appeared in many noteworthy recitals another prominent pianist is roy w tibbs now a teacher at howard university helen hagen who a few years ago was awarded the Sanford scholarship at yale for study abroad has since her return from france given many excellent recitals and ethel richardson of new york has had several distinguished teachers and is in general one of the most promising of the younger performers while those that have been mentioned could not possibly be overlooked there are to-day so many noteworthy pianists that even a most competent and well-informed musician would hesitate before passing judgment upon them prominent among the organists is melville charlton of brooklyn an associate of the american guild of organists who has now won for himself a place among the foremost organists in the united states and who has also done good work as a composer he is still a young man and from him may not unreasonably be expected many years of high artistic endeavor two other very prominent organists are william herbert bush of new london connecticut and frederick p white of boston mr bush has for thirty years filled his position at the second congregational church of new london and has also given much time to composition mr white also a composer for twenty-five years had charge of the instrument in the first methodist episcopal church of charleston massachusetts excellent violinists are numerous but in connection with this instrument especially must it be remarked that more and more the line of distinction be drawn between the work of a pleasing intelligent performer and the effort of a conscientious and painstaking artist foremost is clarence cameron white of boston prominent also for some years has been joseph douglas of washington Felix Weir of Washington and New York has given unusual promise, and Kemper Harold of Chicago and Atlanta also deserves mention. In this general sketch of those who have added to the musical achievement of the race, there is a name that must not be overlooked. Blind Tom, who attracted so much attention a generation ago, deserves notice as a prodigy rather than a musician of solid accomplishment his real name was thomas bethune and he was born in columbus georgia in eighteen forty nine he was peculiarly susceptible to the influences of nature and imitated on the piano all the sounds he knew without being able to read a note he could play from memory the most difficult compositions of beethoven and mendelssohn in phonetics he was especially skilful before his audiences he would commonly invite his hearers to play new and difficult selections and as soon as rendering was finished he would himself play the composition without making a single mistake of those who have exhibited the capabilities of the negro voice in song it is but natural that sopranos should have been most distinguished even before the civil war the race produced one of the first rank in elizabeth taylor greenfield who came into prominence in eighteen fifty one this artist born in mississippi was taken to philadelphia and there cared for by a quaker lady said the daily state register of albany after one of her concerts the compass of her marvellous voice embraces twenty-seven notes reaching from the sonorous bass of a baritone to a few notes above even jenny Lind's highest a voice with a range of more than three octaves naturally attracted much attention in both england and america and comparisons with jenny lynn then at the height of her great fame were frequent After her success on the stage, Miss Greenfield became a teacher of music in Philadelphia, twenty-five years later the hyers sisters anna and emma of san francisco started on their memorable tour of the continent winning some of their greatest triumphs in critical new england anna hyers especially was remarked as a phenomenon then arose madame Selika, a cultured singer of the first rank and one who by her arias and operatic work generally as well as by her mastery of language won great success on the continent of europe as well as in england and america the careers of the two later singers are so recent as to still be fresh in the public memory one indeed may still be heard on the stage it was in eighteen eighty seven that flora Batson entered on the period of her greatest success she was a ballad-singer and her work at its best was the sort that sends an audience into the wildest enthusiasm her voice exhibited a compass of three octaves from the purest most clear-cut soprano sweet and full to the rich round notes of the baritone register three or four years later than flora batson in her greatest artistic success was mrs cesareta jones the voice of this singer when it first attracted wide attention about eighteen ninety three commanded notice as one of unusual richness and volume, and as one exhibiting especially the plaintive quality ever present in the typical Negro voice. At the present time Harry t burleigh instantly commands attention for twenty years this singer has been the baritone soloist at st george's episcopal church new york and for about half as long at the temple emmanuel the fifth avenue jewish synagogue as a concert and oratorio singer mr burleigh has met with signal success of the younger men roland w hayes a tenor is outstanding he has the temperament of an artist and gives promise of being able to justify expectations awakened by a voice of remarkable quality within recent years madame anita patty brown a product of the chicago conservatories has also been prominent as a concert soloist she sings with simplicity and ease and her voice is a sympathetic quality that makes a ready appeal to the heart of an audience just at present madam mamie calloway byron most recently of chicago seems destined within the near future to take the very high place that she deserves this great singer has but lately returned to america after years of study and cultivation in europe she has sung in the principal theatres abroad and was just on the eve of fulfilling an engagement at the opera Comique when the war began and forced her to change her plans in this general review of those who have helped to make the negro voice famous mention must be made of a remarkable company of singers who first made the folk-songs of the race known to the world at large in eighteen seventy one the fisk jubilee singers began their memorable progress through america and europe meeting at first with scorn and sneers but before long touching the heart of the world with their strange music the original band consisted of four young men and five young women in the seven years of the existence of the company altogether twenty-four persons were enrolled in it altogether these singers raised for fisk university one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and secured school books paintings and apparatus to the value of seven or eight thousand more they sang in the united states england scotland ireland holland switzerland and germany sometimes before royalty since their time they have been much imitated but hardly ever equalled and never surpassed this review could hardly close without mention of at least a few other persons who have worked along distinctive lines and thus contributed to the general advance Pedro T. Tinsley is director of the Choral Study Club of Chicago, which has done much work of real merit. Lulu Bear Childers, director of music at Howard University, is a contralto and an excellent choral director, while John W. Work of Fisk University, by editing and directing, has done much for the preservation of the old melodies mrs e azalea hackley for some years prominent as a concert soprano has recently given her time most largely to the work of teachings and showing the capabilities of the negro voice possessed of a splendid musical temperament she has enjoyed the benefit of three years of foreign study has published a guide to voice culture and generally inspired many young singers or performers Mrs. Maud Cooney Hare of Boston, a concert pianist, has within the last few years elicited much favorable comment from cultured persons by her lecture recitals dealing with Afro-American music. In these, she has been assisted by William H. Richardson, baritone soloist of St. Peter's Episcopal Church, Cambridge. Scattered throughout the country are many other capable teachers or promising young artists. End of chapter twelve. Recording by Olivia Darla